And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio once again here on your Sunday night edition. So glad you could tune in live on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. And hello to all the Rev TV viewers from across Canada. Uh, we got a good one lined up for you here tonight. Something special. We got an in studio guest, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. Uh, let me tell you who we got coming on the show first. Junior, got to check in with you. What's going on? Hey, this is the first time back in the studio for a while. It is. You know, <clears throat> past couple of weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I still got that Motorama flu. Oh yeah. I think everybody got it from no. down there. But uh, I uh, man, what a uh, what a show last weekend. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I've been away from the studio, but uh, uh, definitely great to be back. And uh, uh, we're we're back here in in the RTR land. And and uh, man, I we're we're re-energized. There's Good. so much stuff happening in this market, and uh, it's it's pretty fun. Oh, you want to believe that Easter Bunny 150 weekend happened? You had Atlanta. Uh, you had Bubba winning down the other end. We got so much to talk to you about tonight here on Race Time Radio. But let me tell you who we got coming on the show. First up, we're going to have... How about the guy from Two Speed? We know him as the 71, if you follow the Superstock series, um, or Sobble Speedway, Sunset Speedway. He's been in it all the tracks. The 71 Superstock is Corey McAllister. He's going to go OSS racing this year. He also happens to be the owner of Two Speed, along with Caldecott and uh, probably a bunch more that we'll check in with Corey tonight. Uh, he's going to join us right here in the studio. Also coming up on tonight's show, how about the APC champion? I thought it'd be high time to check in with J.R. Fitzpatrick, driver of that number 84 machine in the APC series. We'll find out how things are going in uh, Air Ontario, find out how the 84 is coming along. We'll also hear from uh, an Asker Pinty Series competitor, almost champion, yeah, the number 18, uh, for NTN bearings and probably a slew more, Alex Tagliani is going to join the show. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Alex here tonight. Then we're going to talk lots about the Western Rattler 300. Um, not only just the 300 with a super late model driver. Uh, we got Trent Seidel coming on the show. He's out of Saskatoon. Going to head for the 300 out in Penticton, B.C. So we're going to check in with uh, Trent tonight. But we're also going to catch up with a street stock competitor, driver the number 95. This guy, I'll tell you what, is revved and raring to go. Uh, spoke with him earlier today, did a little Zoom testing, if you will. And uh, Garnet uh, Gerbert is uh, ready to go. He's got that 95 car looking pristine. And he can't wait to get on the track. You can see him at speedways out in B.C. like uh, uh, Quinnell. Uh, he's probably Agassiz. All those different speedways out there. But we're going to definitely see him at Penticton Speedway. And looking forward to it. And we're going to talk to him tonight. Live on Race Time. It's pretty funny. You know, they call them street stocks out there. 
they're a super stock. Mm. They're actually they're coming here to Ontario and buying up super stocks like crazy. <laughs> there is a pile of Ontario super stocks. We were talking about this at the show. Um, you know, the 31 car that Rick Walt won at uh, at Delaware Speedway with um, last year, it got sold out there. Um, Dwayne Baker's car, uh, it was a beautiful super stock. Uh, it ended up getting sold out to, uh, out to Western BC as well. And, Did it. and uh, a couple other ones, uh, uh, you know, sitting around the table talking about it. And, and, uh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, top notch Ontario super stocks, uh, that are, that are getting loaded on trucks and, and headed out there. Same with old limited late models. You know, Josh Stoddy's car is out there. And why uh, wouldn't they? Right? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, a hotbed for selling, selling products uh, uh for you ontario folk uh definitely take a look at the western side uh because there's there's some really neat unique rule books that still exist uh on the west car side that that fit very well to some of the cars that are here but uh uh yeah definitely what a busy show yeah it's gonna be a dandy what do you say we get right into it right now and welcome in guest number one he's with us here in the race time radio studio Corey McAllister, driver of the 71 also two-speed he wears all kinds of hats, but he's wearing the RTR one tonight. What's going on there, Corey? How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. You've been a busy cat the last couple of weeks here, doing Motorama and uh, doing all the setup and everything. Uh, you've been burning it at both ends, buddy. Yeah, between race cars and getting ready for that show, it's uh, it's been a busy few weeks, busy few months, but... Uh, I think we kicked it uh, out of the park there. We had a great show, uh, got a lot of product out there, and uh, really showed what our goal is. And, uh, yeah, it was great. Corey, when you go down and do a show like that, uh, it, it's difficult. Uh, you, you've got to, you know, you want to put the emphasis on, you know, all the different products that you're putting together. And uh, you, unlike your other couple of companies, Two Speed is really geared towards the racing community, uh, not just here in Ontario, but really right across the country and even down south. You guys are putting together quality stuff that even race teams down south are even going to be taking note of this. Yeah, that was the whole goal with Two Speed Motorsports was we wanted to put a good quality product out there for the racer with a good price. And, and I think we've done just that. You look at all of our product out there, and uh, it's built all in-house in, in, in Ontario here at our parent companies. And uh, and and it just uh, Canadian-made goes a long ways. Uh, I think we have a great product, and um, and it's good to see it uh, taken off. Take the money, Junior, that the Americans would save when they come across this side of the border and do a little shopping on two speed. They're gonna, I mean, their dollar is uh, worth thirty percent more up on this side. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's that is an ebb and flow, right? It's uh, uh, you know, there's times where it's not like that, but right now it's definitely like that. Um, when you look at uh, the the quality, uh, you know, if you can in motorsports, if you if you can produce something that that'll make your job easier, make your car faster, make your your setup better um it doesn't really matter about the cost side of things as long as you're within it within reason um and and that's the one thing that uh, you know when we sat down originally to to talk about two speed um it, we didn't talk about price point as much as we talked about quality right and right. and once we once we got to the the quality stage we realized hey man we've got opportunity here there's there's a sizable gap in there in in on the U.S. side, um, but also on the Canadian side because you don't have to ship it up here. Um, so it's uh, it's really unique. Uh, uh, the neatest part was hearing racers come up and and at, at the booth at Motorama and say thank you 
for doing this because you're saving us money. Right. And right. and uh it's that was kind of a, a really unique uh you know part of Motorama and and uh it was it was it's been a whirlwind, man. It's been a lot of fun. Corey, what is your number one product? What was uh, what's the one you look at it and say, "Okay, there's development number 1. We got it. We nailed it." And that that there is our cornerstone. Is there one? Uh, it'd be a toss-up. Uh, our scale stands have taken right off. Uh, they're beautiful, the low boys and the high boys with, uh, with uh, um, the pull-down incorporated into it. As well, um, our jack stands. That's what the company started off with was the jack stands. Uh, it was good. also got another trinket here that I brought with me. Uh, cool. It's a quarter-panel brace. Um, isn't that that's cool what aluminum it looks like it's aluminum or stainless yeah aluminum so a lot of guys used to just run a couple pieces of angle iron across their quarter panels we developed this to protect that fiberglass quarter we ran it in our car all last year never had to put another quarter on it and uh yeah it just it's another thing that helps the racer out and saves them some money oh that's cool price point on that uh, not to put you on the spot but how much do they sort of retail for oh those are 30 a pair so they're good and economical as well yet and uh yeah yeah, uh, we sold not, a bunch of them. You won't top that for fifteen bucks a piece, really thirty dollars a pair. Uh, that that's tremendous, uh, and you can just they, they would just bolt right in, right? Yeah, you rivet them onto the quarter, and uh, and yeah, go from there. Run your uh, fender braces, your adjustable fender braces down to them, and uh, yeah, they work really well. You can even shrink or stretch them too. So if you have a contour on your nose, you run them front and rear, right? Um, which is kind of neat. Uh, uh, you can shrink or stretch them and and hold contour into the nose, um, you know, and and or or also in the rear quarter. Uh, so you're not pigeonholed to the flat surface. You can actually mm-hmm. you you can use a little bit of contour to it. Um, and the neat part about it is, is it, it spreads the surface out so much when you take that impact, right. um, sure it's going to bend, but you lay it back on the floor and, and, and hammer it back out. It, yeah. It's on the inside. Uh, so they are very reusable. Scotty, your crew chief said, you know, there was a couple times last year where they had to, you know, hammer it back out and, and, uh, and get after it. But, uh. Uh, I think another one, you know, uh, from the show was our wheel spacers, um, you know, five on five. Yeah, that looks big. I know you got a couple of them there, but yeah. that, that one you just held up, that looks like a big one. For well, a wide five. Oh, it's a wide five. Yeah, gotcha. it's a wide gotcha. five, you know, the displaced pattern. Um, the, the, the wheel spacers, uh, definitely a big hit. We, we can make them all the way up to a half inch. Well, really, you can make them all the way up to whatever thickness you want. Right. Um, but, but we offer them from a half inch down to an eighth. Um, and, uh, uh, those are really unique price points for, for their, um, for, for, the wheel spacer market mm-hmm. um we're about 40 percent cheaper than what you can find online anywhere so um it's uh and and made out of of high quality aluminum as well right so, right but uh and you got what, what what's what's that other can looking thing there <laughs> well we we make turkeys with these <laughs> it, it holds a bunch of oil no <laughs> it, these, uh, nine inch gear pots right so oh, uh, yeah for a ev- nine inch for every event. shop out there has got you know, uh, a a milk crate with a plastic bag with an old <laughs> gear set in them. Right. Um, here, you just flip the gear pot upside down, let the oil drip in, um, uh, keep it clean, keep it, uh, uh, you know, it, it aesthetically pleasing in the shop. 
but when you need that gear set, you can just bring it back out, flip it over, and 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 reinstall. So um, it, we've got these for uh, seven inch Toyota, which uh, is is for designed for what the Legends cars uh, mm-hmm. would have. Yep. Uh, and then as well, nine inch. Uh, we're in development for a just a, a small bracket um, box for the quick change side of things as well. A lot of different problem to have with the quick change than you got right. with a great big gear pot. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Grand National, uh, it's got the, the cut-in slot for, like, a Pinty's rear end or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of the, the upper tier series. Uh, and then as well for the metric, you can just flip it right over and slap it in as well. So uh, very, very versatile and and, uh, and economical as well. So all that, Corey, in stock, uh, all ready to go at two speed. You get an order, you can ship it, or they can pick it up. Yeah, exactly. We've got tons in stock here in Ontario. You can go online to uh, twospeedmotorsports.com. Order online, and uh, we'll ship it out the next day. A lot of this stuff you must have had rolling around in that head of yours or inside that helmet. As a race car driver, is this stuff that you were thinking, uh, maybe this isn't available. We know jack stands are always available, but you wanted specifics uh, and stuff that would make things better. I know uh, I was with you a few times out at the beach when you were testing, and uh, man, you got a class act race team there, and uh, I can imagine a lot of these designs and thoughts would have been coming right out of you. Yeah, it, uh, it's been good. Uh, we wanted to have 22 SKUs ready for Motorama, or no, we wanted to have 15, sorry, we had 22, and uh, we're hoping to have 40 by June 1st, so definitely all this stuff we use on our own team as well, and uh, yeah, a lot of it uh, gets tested with our own team, and we make sure it stands up and works well before we put it out to market. If you're just tuned in to Race Time Radio, welcome aboard. Uh, uh, so glad you could tune in tonight, all on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, Rev TV Canada. Don't forget to check us out on our live YouTube channel as well, Race Time Radio TV. Uh, surely do appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We really genuinely appreciate it. Got over 100 last week, uh, so we're, we're really happy about that. We're with Corey McAllister. He is two-speed motorsports, and he's also an accomplished race car driver. When did you get your start behind the wheel, Corey? Uh, honestly, I didn't think I didn't get started till about 2017. I started in a mini stock, dabbled a little bit, uh, wasn't very good. And wife told me we're going to get better. You're going to hang it up. And uh, 2018, we turned it all around. Uh, started winning races, and uh, yeah, moved up to super stock 2019. Uh, 2020 was kind of a COVID year, and uh, yeah, we've been in the super stock ever since. Hey, a couple of years ago, when I was at the beach. You did a bunch of winning, man. You won a uh, four-cylinder, a combined four-cylinder race, turned around, took the big cake that night, turned around and grabbed the super stock and won again in the United Eight. Yeah, no, that was a good weekend. That was actually <laughs> one to remember. I, that was a really good weekend. So, no, it was a great show. And, yeah, our team just strives. We work really hard in the shop. Uh, we have a really good sponsorship base behind us. And, and you know, we owe it to our sponsors to to bring a good car to the track every Saturday night. And uh, and our team, I can't give enough up for them. Uh, they They put together a good car. Well, now you also, you don't hoard it all to the 71 car. You're pretty uh, exposed out there with a lot of different race teams. Who all makes up the two-speed lineup, Caldecott lineup? Uh, I know you sponsor a bunch of race cars. Who all you got this year? Uh, Rick Walt in the Prolate and Sean Chenoweth as well in the Prolate. Uh, we got Andy Kamrath in the Modifieds. Uh, 
couple guys in the bone stocks. I don't even know who we all got out there anymore. Del Freiberger and Jake Spencer Walton, the junior late models. Uh, uh, those guys are my favorite to sponsor, to be honest with you. The junior late guys, you know, it's, uh, they have a blast. Young Jake Walt there up on the stage showing off the Caldecott logo at Motorama and, and young Del Freiberger being down at the show. And now this year, the Strike Boys coming on board. It's just, it's a lot of fun helping out the young guys. Well, you're not chasing wins with that kind of driver lineup. Man, oh man, you'll be getting W's every weekend out. That's what we shoot for, anyways. <laughs> fun and, or winning's fun, and uh, that's that's what we definitely shoot for. Well, you definitely do a good job at it. Now, uh, the seventy-one team. I alluded to it off the start. You're going to run OSS for anyone that doesn't know OSS Ontario Sportsman Series. You're going to do that for the first time this year. Let's start with that right there. How many races you got planned? You're going to run a full deal or what? Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, do ten race series. Uh, I want to kind of use it as a stepping stone and 100 lap races, a bit more motor, uh, you know, not quite a shock package that we're not that we're used to. And and I think it's going to be a driver development series. So uh, the big thing is, is to keep the car underneath of us for all those 100 laps, be there at the end. And I hope we do some winning in that series. Well, that you're going to do. Now you go out of the uh, OSS and then you're going to head into that super stock. Now that is a well-established race team the 71 car how is it coming how many races you got planned there what's uh what's the deal there uh it's pretty much ready to go uh other than me and craig at image wraps we just got to figure out the wrap for it and uh and they'll have it looking great again um our goal with that car is definitely a sunset championship this year that's the only thing i got in mind with that car maybe a couple invitationals uh we missed the sunset championship by one point last year and and that's where we're our big focus is uh, is on definitely that home track championship, especially with NASCAR seeing, being back there this year. Oh, look how Toddish here he comes. He's coming after your <laughs> Dobry. And uh, what's the motto this year for Sunset? Uh, the place to be in 2023. That is the motto at Sunset. Is according to Sandra and uh, uh, Brian when I was talking to him at the show. That's their motto and. Uh, it sounds like they're pushing all the right buttons, man. They're going to have a busy, busy year. Hey, they they stirred the pot pretty good, announcing that they could have, um, you know, the race teams sell their gear, right? So if you make T-shirts and hats and stuff like that, you can sell it behind the grandstands for nothing, right? Yeah. It, it, that was a really neat thing that they came up with. Um, and, and as well, you know, on the, on the flip side of that, uh, man, they've got lots of buzz, uh, over the course of the off season. You know, they've, uh, they've added some, some really big modified shows. They've done some hot rod stuff, uh, as well, bringing the NASCAR stuff back for the, for the late models and, and for the super stocks. Um, man, they, they're definitely, uh, they're definitely, uh, making waves. If, if you could say that, um, doing a great job and, and, uh, you know, looking at, uh, looking at our stream here. I just wondered, do you have a do you have a steel plate in your head or anything yeah. like that? I don't think so. You got another? Well, because there's just a white box that appears right above your head every <laughs> single time. Every so time, I'm, you know, maybe your our cameras, you know, like a little bit of Terminator action. No, happening. no, no, that's that's it's, the lucky spot. Oh, is that, that is what it is? X marks the spot. X marks the spot. But anyways, <laughs> it's uh, it just just wanted to make sure I, I didn't know. You know, <laughs> you have, I've seen you take some hits. <laughs> oh, he's picking on you, Corey. But payback is a you exactly. Know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Corey, gotta thank you so much for dropping by the. Race Time Radio studio tonight, and being our guinea pig, you are the first in-studio guest here uh, at Race Time Radio in the new 
studio. Uh, and we surely do appreciate it. Good luck with Two Speed. How do uh, race teams get more information? Uh, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Get our name out there. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Two Speed Motorsports. Check out our website, Two Speed Motorsports, as well. Uh, we're on all types of social media. As well, just a real quick shout out to uh, all of our family Jen, Kane, Anzi, my uh, sponsors, Strike Energy Systems, Call the Cop Millwright Services, CM Precision, uh, Elevated Workplace Safety, and there's a whole whack more. And, and we're, uh, we're signing a whole bunch more here right as we're speaking as well. Well, good job, man. Good job. And uh, I know we'll all keep bated breath to find out what those next skews are. Uh, you guys always hold your cards close to the chest until it's ready to go, but uh, we'll be watching for some more announcements. When do you expect a couple more balls to drop out of the sky here for us? Uh, we've made, uh, we made some good deals last week with sponsorship wise. So, uh, it's just putting it all together. Uh, I know I'm going to be up to Owen Sound here to see Craig this week. And, uh, I think once we have our scheme released, uh, we're going to let some announcements go. Yeah. Good stuff. That is Corey McAllister. Uh, check him out Two speed. Uh, they got all the for your racer needs. I think they got them all pretty well covered. And for race fans, get ready. Uh, you're going to keep your eye on the 71 be it OSS, be it Superstock, Corey McAllister is one exciting dude behind the wheel. We're going to hit this quick, we got a real quick break. And when we come back, J.R. Fitzpatrick, the APC champion, he's going to join us right here on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, take Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, 
Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And just like that, we are all back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in. Well, it's time. It's time. We've waited. I don't know. I think we talked to this driver uh, back in the fall uh, when he did his championship and uh, was uh, at just, just finished Peterborough Speedway, I do believe. But uh, he packed her down, shut her down, and got ready to go. And he's uh, just about, I would say, tuned to Zoom. He's a two-time champion in the APC Series, and his name is J.R. Fitzpatrick. What's going on tonight, J.R.? How you doing, kid? Hey, Joe. How's it going? Can you hear me okay? Oh, we can hear you perfect. Sounding good, buddy. Sounding good. How are things going? Oh, things are going good, you know, uh, just staying busy, working on a couple cars and playing the dad role and, yeah, just trying to keep, keep everybody sane through the winter. I mean, I'm getting pretty sick of all this snow that keeps coming, but the clock's ticking. I hear you. Uh, getting rid of this snow would really do it. You know, I looked at the 14-day forecast, JR, and it looks like it's going to be all in the positive range for the next 14 days. So that should eliminate any of this white stuff. And you'll probably, well, I say that, you probably will have less down there than we have, but that may not be so. I guess down south of us here, you guys got nailed a couple of times where we uh, sort of escaped it. Yeah, I think we got hit pretty good here this morning, but I know for a fact London usually has been getting more than we've been getting. So as long as it starts melting here soon, we're getting getting primed and ready to get going, man. Good deal. You said you're working on a couple of race cars. I thought you were down to just one, JR. Did you slip another one into the fold here? Well, as a lot of people know who have been following me for the last year and a bit, I bought my first ever late model back, which was the Howe car that my dad bought to race Sobble originally. So I've been working on it quite a bit here, trying to make it a road course car now, and uh, it's getting close. I just think we'll be waiting for an engine, but uh, hopefully we get it out this summer. 
Ah, good deal, good deal. And uh, how's it looking then? A full APC deal, a defending sort. Of, I want that championship another time here, Luke. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely hard pressed not to go back to the APC tour. I mean, the competition is just phenomenal, and it's just going to keep getting better because I know. A, bunch of guys built a bunch of new cars this year and some guys that left and came back built some cars with mccall racing enterprises again so they should be pretty good and but uh yeah we're gonna probably for sure just focus on a tour maybe venture to some tracks that hit up uh you know like say for example we want to go to sobble we're gonna go to flambro we're gonna go sunset on regular nights to practice and uh yeah i don't know what we're gonna do for specials yet because like i said i'm kind of want to start looking at venturing out out east maybe the states a little bit so Maybe instead of doing some of the year-end classic stuff, we'll just go uh, venture somewhere else. Hey, you're special enough, man. Yeah, <laughs> you are a special driver. I can guarantee you that. JR, a lot of $10,000 to win shows, and even more now. That's got to be refreshing as a guy that's got a, you know, a super later, a pro late model in your case. It's got to be refreshing to see these, uh, you know, these purses starting to come into check and, uh, you know, being, being shows that... Uh, you know, a guy like you and a guy like uh, pretty well anybody that's got one of those cars can look at it and go, hey, this is cool. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us aren't in it for the money, but the money is nice, right? It attracts a lot of people. It attracts fans. I don't care what people say. They get excited when they start hearing ten grand to win races. It's great for the sport. It shows you that even with COVID that the the sport's growing, improving. And, and I mean, like, just – it's just the the sport as a whole, not just on-track product, like outside product. Like I'm sure Joe Jr. talked a lot about it. We have companies that are starting up now and, and doing things that are positive for the sports. I mean, I don't care what anyone says. We we fought COVID as an industry, and, and we proved that uh, nothing can stop us from continuing our growth. So these big money races are just proof of that. Yeah, and, you know, we're here in 20,000 to win with the uh, Western Rattler 300. I'm even hearing, Jr that there's another 250 race that is going to be paying up north of 15 grand to win. I can't say it officially yet, but I'm hearing rumblings. Uh, we'll, we'll get some details on it, but uh, kind of cool when you're starting to see that. I know the IWK 250 pumps out 15 grand plus the lap money. Uh, you can make some serious cake, I guess is what I'm getting at, but uh, it's kind of hard to do everything in a season. Uh, unless you did have two cars and you sent one there and one there and, you know, you got aboard flights and stuff like that, but it's monumental. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Same thing. Like, I wish I had a modified car. I wish I had a hot rod car. I wish I had a road course car. But you know what? There's this comes a time where you you can't have everything and you can't do all the events. So I think just focusing on APC this year and then maybe next year, if all goes well this year, we'll try and dabble into everything that I've always wanted to do, right? I, I wanted to go to IWK this year, but unfortunately the two dates are overlapping, which really, really sucks. But, uh, you know, we want to go back. And I, I posted on my new Facebook page there the other day that I want to take a hit at Petty International at the end of the year because that track just looks racy to me. I've wanted to go for the last couple of years and and, uh, and yeah, like you said, people, people's hard to find, right? Like I, I have a very small group, a very experienced group. Um, so it's tough finding people and, uh, you know, it's hard for us to send a car somewhere. So there's like four or five of us that like to do all these races together. And I think we're going to do a few of them together this year and, and just, uh, yeah, dabble into a few things that we haven't been able to do the last couple of years. You said something there, the word Facebook. And I know that's been a little bit of a royal pain in your hiney here over the last few days. 
what happened with your Facebook page? Uh, any word yet from the powers to be at Facebook on why they went dark with it? Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I checked and I tried to email them and whatnot and all that, but I guess they're claiming that my Facebook page is trying to impersonate myself. I try to explain that to them because years ago you had to have a personal page that ran uh, whatever, a fan page or whatever. So right. uh, I don't know. Something's all mixed up and it really sucks. I've emailed them and, and trying to get in touch with them, but and it's been off for a few weeks. I can't even sign on to it. The page is still live. It's on the internet, but I can't get onto it. So if I can't get onto it, we're just going to have to let it sit there and I'm going to have to try and rebuild my following uh, with a personal page that I have right now. So it's still under J.R. Patrick. You'll see a picture of Laura and I on the profile screen there. And, and yeah, I mean, a bunch of people are starting to catch on. It's starting to rise up a little bit again, but it's definitely not the same. I mean, at one point there, we had almost 7,000 people on there. So uh, I'm just hoping that all those people know that I'm not not posting for a reason. I hope they realize that there's definitely an issue. Well, they're going to find out now, Jr. They'll be following you along over on your personal page. But uh, you can tell what happens when you lay off like ten or twenty thousand people at Facebook. It gets it tends to be a little hard to contact people when they're not there anymore. Yeah, that's just it. And I did hear about that as well. So like I said, just fingers crossed I can get back on that one. It was a great page. I, I had great conversations with people. And, and, and I just started talking to new people. Like I, I was talking to a gentleman from, from New Brunswick who found the first junior late model car that you built for me, Joe, in 1995. Wow. It went to a home hardware as a show car, which I knew it went, but it went out west. And then it went back out east. And this guy still had it. And I was talking to him about it. I don't know if he wanted to sell or not, but I was the only one to race it. And it's still exactly how we had it. So I've been trying to bug him. But then, look, there goes my Facebook, and now I don't have contact with him. So oh. just little things like that that I'm trying to get back. Yeah, that's amazing. It hurts when you get, you know, a, a, a sort of like a network set up. And then, uh, you know, something comes along and poofs it. That, that's crazy, Junior. Yeah, definitely. And that's another thing, JR, that you are working on. I know that you, uh, it's not the original car, but it's the original body. Uh, you still have the original body from, from your first Junior Late, uh, the one that, that raced me for the first time when I won the first ever race. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> but anyways, anybody who knows Jared and I, we poke fun at each other about this all the time. No, not you guys. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, that, uh, that car there, you, you built a car over the off season with Darren Warren, uh, and Ilium. Uh, and, uh, by the sounds of it, it's, it's a masterpiece. It's a really nice looking race car. And uh, you're gonna have that uh, that original uh, Lumina body, right? It's a Lumina, yeah. uh, the uh, the number the black yeah. number twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So I I met Darren about a year and a half ago, and, and wanted to do like a restoration kind of thing with that body because it's such a cool body, right? It's never never had any bondo on it. It's had the original stickers on since nineteen ninety five. There's still scuff marks from you on it on my tail trying to pass me. The original marks are still there. And uh, it's just a really cool project, man. And, and Darren's phenomenal at building those cars. And, uh, and it's funny. So it started out, look, I want to put this body on a new chassis because then if Adeline wants to start racing, then I have a car. Right? I'll build it now while I can and have it sit for a few years, and then it's there. But then Darren came to me and said, like, I have a chassis that's original chassis from 96, because a lot of people might not know that the cages were a little different, the structure was different. So 
So anyway, it turned into now I got two. I'm going to have one that I'm actually going to put an, an original 1999 Monte Carlo body on. I'm going to decal and paint it like the Planet Snack car was. Nice. And then the old one that Darren's got, it'll have that 28 car on it. And that'll just be literally just a showpiece that I'll have kicking around. So really cool that my dad kept that body. Uh, means a lot to me now the older I get when I look at it, right? Like I said, all the original stickers. It's got a million little stickers on. You can tell I was six or seven and just placed all these stickers everywhere because it really looks terrible, but I'm not going to change it because that's just how it was. Oh, absolutely. You you were proud of it back then, kiddo, you and Junior, the two of you kids. uh, I'll tell you what, it was was something watching you, I can guarantee that. And really, the two of you got Junior late models that we see today – uh, it was the two of that were responsible for getting people excited and getting into the sport. So uh, good on you guys. It was uh, very cool to see. And uh, l- look at the fruits of the labors today. Uh, everybody's going to win. I heard something like there's 30 races for junior late models this year. It's incredible. Yeah, junior late models are really taking off. You know, <laughs> we at Motorama, we shared the booth with Darren, and, and uh, we had a junior late model in our booth. It was a showstopper, man. There was there was people coming out of the woodwork to, to like they were falling over each each other trying to get up close and, and personal with that race car and and uh, you know the the names we had a good conversation about this the names uh, you know we figured that it was going to take five years for this to happen but really right. it cycled and and the names that are racing you know the Andy Camrass the the Craig Camrass uh, they're having two and three kids right so mm. so. I think that there's going to be, you know, events this year, upwards of 30, 35 junior late models at some of these events. And, uh, uh, you know, a, a hyper successful class right now. It is uh, it's absolutely exploding across the province of Ontario. And and uh, Jr. I can't wait to uh, to, to see Adelaide in there and uh, and, you know, no, no laying the seat back yeah. and, uh, and and getting in there. Honestly, man, I've actually talked to Darren about the new one. I said, look, I want to make sure I can fit because I want to put it together and go take it for a ride. I just want to do it just for fun. Just for fun. I just want to see what it was like. Yeah. yeah. I can tell you, I might need ammo. I might not be able to walk after, but I just want to see what it's like. Uh, too much fun. JR, how is the 84 APC car? Is it ready to go? Or are you going to get any test time in before the green flags fly? Yeah, definitely. We, uh, we're trying to discuss. I'm going to have the team over tomorrow night. We're going to work on it a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, everything's going great. The motor's in and out and just waiting for a couple pieces before we button up the fenders and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, testing for sure. Uh, whether we go do any races before the season, that I don't know. Like I said, I really just want to focus on just APC and, and do well there because the competition is getting tougher, like I said. And, uh, with the 150 being the first race, we definitely want to focus on make sure the car stays together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, very minimal changes for our car, a few things, but nothing major. I mean, that car was just out everywhere it went, even when it wasn't good, it was still pretty good. Yeah, uh, we started trying stuff near the end of the year and it didn't really work for me, but as a whole, I mean, the McCall enterprise group is really collectively working with each other, which is good to see, but at the same time, it's a pain in my butt because everybody's so close, right? Like you're talking the last race, the top, if I'm not mistaken, 15, we're under the track record. So, I mean, the, the class is phenomenal right now. Yeah, that's nuts. Hey, the longer races in APC are going to fit you like a glove, too. That's got to be good news for you. Maybe not so good news for everybody else. You're going to have to catch up. Well, 
experience definitely helps. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, right? I'm very curious to see how it's going to work. Um, I don't know. You know, there's two ways it could go. It could go really good. We have a great race. Or it could be we're going to make two pit stops for fuel. We don't really know how this is going to go. But uh, honestly, the top 10 to 15 guys in APC right now are really good. Uh, just It's going to be a nutrition thing, when to go, when to save. And, and Joe Jr. knows that I, I, I the older I've gotten, I've been getting better at saving. I mean, Joe and I went to Autumn Colors there and won together. And I swear we saved for 140 laps before he unleashed me and let me go. That was, that was kind of annoying too but you know what it paid off we won that race in a dominant fashion for sure at one point i believe jr said shut up <laughs> <laughs> I said, well you're going you're going a second faster than you need to slow yeah. down slow down <laughs> we're going to win this race slow down yeah you guys uh teddy McAllister back on stretch all the guys you got the same crew guys what's happening in there yeah we got we've had the same core group forever i mean i've got ted McAllister stretch uh, Chris McComb, Paul Baker. Um, unfortunately, Steven's going to take a year or so off. He's building a business and building a family, building a house, and just doing a lot of things that, uh, you know, we got to do. So, unfortunately, we're going to lose him for a little while, which is which is unfortunate. But, you know, he's a, a great spotter. He's the only person in APC to won three championships because he won a championship with Dale Shaw as well. So, uh, I hope nothing but the best for him. And, and, uh, yeah, that'll be a tough way to fill for sure, but we'll find somebody that's capable of spotting and, and, uh, looking forward to getting to know that new member and got to put a lot of trust in him. I already tried to get Joe Jr., but he's, uh, Mr. Pinky's man, so he doesn't want to come with little old poor JR anymore. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, could yeah. Could you imagine, could you imagine back in the day when I used to spot for you in, in Pinty's when, when, like I, I'm going to spot for Ranger. You guys hated each other back then. It yeah. would have been it would have been epic to to see your face back then, saying no, I'm going to go spot for Ranger. He, I, he yeah. would have deleted me. He would have shot you. Yeah, he would have deleted me <laughs> off Facebook. He would have he, he wouldn't have talked to me ever again. But uh, uh, man, you're you uh, you got a wicked program over there. I can't wait to see what you guys got put together. And and uh, uh, you're right, the McCall bunch, man. You guys you guys have got a stranglehold on this APC deal. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, uh, what they can put together for this year. And, and uh, uh, hats off to you, man. Good luck and go get it. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, it's just a great group to work with. I mean, uh, Paul, Joe, Terry, Mike, all those guys are so smart. Um, it's just the cars are incredible to drive. And uh, I look forward to it. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to getting back on a road course. It's been a long time. I got to do the Avion RS1 race and really enjoyed it. And and I was trying to sit here thinking what to do with that old car, and then you know what, a light bulb just went off. It's like, you know what, let's go road racing. So we're going to do some uh, CASD road race events with that. And uh, if it's not ready for my birthday weekend, I'm going to go jump in a car of some sort and go left and right and see if I still got it. Awesome stuff, JR. Final question for you. How are the quarter panels looking, the hood, all of that? How's the sponsorship coming for the 84? Uh, I've talked to a few of them. They've been with me for like 10 or 12 years. So I, I really think they're all going to be back. Um, really, I'm, I'm only losing ATV Depot, but honestly, congrats to him because he retired. So he sold the business and, and great for him. Um, he was a great man to deal with. And he said he might want to come help me out just on the crew a little bit. So that'd be great to see. And so, yeah, I always got spots open, but, uh, I'm not really good at approaching or reaching out to people. So 
You know where to find me. Yeah, if you're into rusted, JR's got maybe a little bit of room. Do me a favor, say hi to the old boy and your mom uh, next time you're talking on the phone. Oh, I will for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. JR, thanks so much for the time tonight. JR Fitzpatrick, and they don't make him much better than that kid right there, I'll tell you what. He's going to go after a third championship this year. You can bet it will be an entertaining season. Uh, we're going to hit this break. We'll be back. Alex Tagliani on the other side. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best of Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Car Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my own, not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Revs TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. 
concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's all right. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just a tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you. Hear the Screamers Jr. I heard that Tom Petty um, promo. Uh, the Sirius XM, Channel 31, Tom Petty Radio. I miss Tom Petty. I miss his music. Like, I like all this stuff, but, you know, if Tom was still with us today, I guarantee you he would still be cranking out some wicked, wicked tunes. And a lot of them, um, they had race connotations to them. Um, Tom Petty was a race guy. He really enjoyed it. But uh, I miss Tom Petty. I just thought I'd say that. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's... uh uh, you can't go wrong when a Tom Petty song comes on. No, you when can't. When you're cruising down the road or when you're sitting by the campfire, anytime like that, to Tom Petty, Steve Miller, all of them. Yeah. Well, while we're waiting for Alex Tagliani to zoom in here with us, uh, let's talk about, uh, shall we talk about the Easter Bunny and the action at Hickory this weekend? Yeah. Cole Butcher in the 53 from Canada's East Coast. Runs the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. We all know Cole Butcher. Goes down south. He drives for Donnie Wilson when he goes down south. In the 53 Atlantic Tilt Load Chevrolet, I do believe. Um, I Cole Butcher won both. He won both yesterday. Um, pretty good deal for Cole. I would have to say, and I don't know for sure, it's either his second or third big U.S. win. Well, so here's the thing. I was I, I tried to type this out four times on Twitter, and I kept running out of characters, and I didn't want to do it in a multi-part series uh, tweet. So I figured I'd wait for tonight. I think that that win at Hickory Motor Speedway is going to open up the floodgates for Cole Butcher. You think? I I do. I, because now, of its location, he, he has won. He has won in the United States. He won at Oxford 250. Yes, he he's won at Oxford. Um, he has never won on the southern side of the United States. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. so he's come close. Now, like, he's run good. He's, he's sat atop the pole. Sat atop, yeah. Basically, you know, a top five quali- or qualifier every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's it's not out of the ordinary for him to finish in the top five at any of the big races, whether it be the Derby, the Winchester 400, the All-American 400. Um, this year, with his schedule being more uh, in-depth in the U.S., right? They're, mm-hmm. they're going to race in a lot more U.S. races. Right. I think that... You know, he has poised himself to go out and light the lamp at a bunch of these races. And I think Donnie Wilson has been priming for this year. Yeah. You know, Donnie Wilson and him have been priming for, for a year like this where um, they get out of the gate strong. They are going to have the opportunity to show off what they've learned over the past couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't have a whole lot to focus on up here, up up north. Well, so I, he I think he's have been a there, lot to focus but, on but he's been there and done that. So, so it's you know I think that he's got the entire bucket list crossed off the list down or back home. I tell you what, I'd love to see him at the Western Rattler Three Hundred, a twenty thousand to win race. It is a pro late model race that uh, Joe, so, I'm telling you, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough race to win. Hey, and I think that one there would fit Cole Butcher like a glove. It would a number of guys like Nicholas Noggle and uh, like a lot of those guys out on the East Coast. Man, I'll tell you, and I know it is so far to go. BC is a long way from here, man. And and on top of that, so but it's that, a lot of money uh, hey, to go for. Hey, it's a lot of money. There's no question about it. There's there's three things though. A, a guy like Cole Butcher is not running for money. He's not running for money. He did well. The, no, the, no he any isn't. of those races are not about money. No, they're not. He's going after the competition. I'm not saying that the Western Rattler 300 does not have competition. Nah. It's got great competition. Oh yeah. If Cole Butcher rolled in the back gate, he'd be the only guy there. What do you mean he'd, he'd be he, the only guy there? He would dominate that race. No, he wouldn't. I think he no, would. No, he wouldn't. He's you haven't t- seen he's it. He's the top echelon. No, it's, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't no. matter. It does matter. It does not matter. Yeah. No, Cole Butcher, Cole Butcher goes after the top competition level of super late model racing. That's what he shoots for. No, and I'm not you saying go, he isn't You go to the derby. And good. And I'm not saying. I'm he not, is. I, he is. You're but taking this the wrong way. He ain't taking it out, uh, and, and he'd be the only guy there, like you said. That not a prayer. Hey, well, I'm telling you, like it's it's not even it's not even a, a fair battle. Ah, uh, yeah, it would be. Yeah. I, I that's what would. I mean. I would like to see him there. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Come out and spank the field. Prove me wrong. But uh, I, I'm saying there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of great cars. A hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not cutting it down by any stretch. Ask, ask Kyle Reed what it's like. <laughs> like Kyle Reed Kyle, went out there Kyle and Reed really was, ran. Kyle Reed is is a good driver. He's a good driver. Oh, he's got a good car, good he's, driver, good everything. Yeah, he's got a great. He's got a great program. Out yes, there. he does. And and he there's I, I like he's the, the one of the top dogs out there. I'll tell you what. If this today was yesterday. And Junior Hanley was still behind the wheel of a race car, and they announced a $20,000 to win late model race in Western Canada. Junior Hanley would have that car loaded up and gone. It didn't cost you $16,000 to get there. 
Well, no, everything's relevant today. It's not relevant. Everything it's is relevant. relevant. Sure it is. Because there was yeah. $20,000 to win late model no, races back in the day. No, there wasn't. Sure. Not out there, there wasn't. Well, maybe not out there, no, but there, there, there were That's races that were high-dollar races back then. No, not like that. 20000 to win, Joe. Yeah, twenty thousand to win. But Junior Hanley would have been on his horse on a regular. He would have went on a regular night. They were paying a thousand fifteen hundred to win. And Junior Hanley, Junior Hanley is the kind of guy that would do it so he could say, "I've been there, I won it." Yeah. And now, uh, whether he would return to run it again, who knows? But Junior Hanley, uh, back in the day. You had Pinecrest, Flamborough, Delaware. You had those core tracks here in Ontario that Junior Hanley wouldn't miss. Yeah. He was here. Yeah. And then he would go to Chisholm's track out east. He would run at Petty International Raceway yeah. for one reason. He wanted to go there, win the big dough, and come back. He would come back. And then when he had nothing else to do here in Canada, that's when he would go south. Yep. And he'd go down south and he'd clean he'd clean house down there too. Yep. So now now I'm not I'm not just putting I'm not just putting the coal butcher if coal butcher showed up with coal butcher's equipment here, yeah. that's that, that's not the way that I'm saying it. If coal butcher brought the Donnie Wilson Motorsports team Well, I don't think that, he's gonna do that out of the US but well, that's that's what he does for the traveling shows guy. though. Yeah. To the traveling shows, all the traveling shows that that they do in the south. Yeah, in the south, anywhere. Yeah. yeah, any traveling shows that they do is done through Donnie Wilson, right? So, and six and one have a dozen the other. You could haul out of North Carolina, you could haul out of Ontario, you could haul out of BC, or you could haul out of <laughs> New Brunswick. It's still far to get to BC. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, wherever it is that yeah, you're yeah. going from. Oh yeah. That being said, though, the Donnie Wilson Motorsports, the level of competition that they have, the level of equipment that they have. If Tony Wilson showed up with Cole Butcher in the 53 car mm-hmm. to the Western Rattler 300, yeah. racing against cars with stock clips on them, it's it's not a that's not a fair deal. Yeah, it's, well, that's the way that I'm saying it. You took it, you took it to a different place. No, the 125, the Snake Bite 125, those are stock clip cars. And They're the on West Friday car, night. The, the West cars can still that's qualify right. into the Pro Late Model Show. The top three. Yeah, the top three. Yeah. Can qualify in. The other ones that are out there are pro late models. Sure. Trent Seidel that's coming up on the show tonight, he's not a stock clip car. I know he's, he's not. He's a full fledged super late I know model he's car. Not. But still you it's it's the the level of competition that is 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 there. Oh man. You're going out on a limb that I, I bud, it's gonna snap. <laughs> Why? Like, well, because I'm just saying. Do you, do you know what Donnie Wilson Motorsports and those guys have oh, for yeah. equipment? Sure, sure. Like they're the they, best in the South. They're the best in the world they're in, the in pro late model racing. They're the in super late model the racing. South. The best in the world. I well, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Like, not. At I all. mean, I mean, they it's they have the everything. They oh. have they have everything to do with pro late model racing. Okay, hang tight. What we got to do is throw it back to Toronto. Do the news update. Ninety seconds. And then we're coming straight back. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, and then we'll be back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks, and, of course, Rev TV Canada, coast to coast. Uh, back to you in Toronto, Scotty. And uh, we'll be back with you in just 90 seconds. Stay with us. You're listening to Canada Talks. 
on Sirius XM channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, take Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167 where Canada talks. And just like that, we are back with you for our number two tonight. All live on Race Time Radio. Want to let you know, um, speaking of the Easter Bunny 150 and the action at Hickory Motor Speedway, uh, there was other Canadian involvement. Uh, Cole Butcher did go down there and was victorious in both races. Uh, J.P. Josier from Peterborough Speedway had his number 24 car from Peterborough down there. Uh, Came away with an 11th and a 15th place finish, I do believe. Uh, not bad. Not bad. Brand new car for JP. Uh, they didn't get any test time in. Of course, the rain came down on Friday and squashed a lot of, uh, you know, the pre-race preparations that they were going to do. So he made an adjustment, went too far, and uh, consequently had to live with the uh, changes that he made. So uh, the second finish wasn't as good as the first one. But uh, such is life. He learned and you can bet that JP is going to win some races this year. I genuinely believe it. Uh, Kyle Reed, I do believe, was at that race. Don't know how Kyle made out. Uh, I've been reaching out to him uh, for a couple of days and haven't heard back. But... 12th and a 7th. Oh, 12th and a 7th. There you go. Um, what other Canadians, Junior? Was there any other Canadians in the field? Um, I know um, uh, Glenn... Glenn Styers was also asphalt racing on the weekend, but he wasn't at Hickory, was he? No, he was down in Alabama for the Rattler 250. And, and we got to thank Tracy, too. Tracy Hoskins sent us some beautiful photos from uh, um, that race. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, kind of cool stuff. Tracy always does a great job firing us stuff. When she's at the track, we know because we get all kinds of media from her. Now, there was a lot of Canadians... Um, on the because it, so the, the Easter Bunny 150 right there's right. the St. Patrick's Day 150 and the Easter Bunny 150 right so they're they those are two separate races right uh, then as well you've got the St. Patrick's Day 125 and the Easter Bunny 125 which are ACT late models right ACT late models there's a bunch of Canadians Why so that? you had guys like Patrick LaPearl 
Um, oh yeah, the '91 uh, car. Yeah, there, there was a bunch. There was uh, uh, Jean-Philippe Bergeron. Yep. Uh, J.P. Bergeron uh, from uh, the NASCAR Go Pinty back. Series. Yep. Uh, he ended up with a top five uh, in that in the uh, St. Patty's Day, and then he was eleventh. Um, Wait, is that where Brett Roy ended up? Because I know Brett Roy was down there too. I don't know which race he was at, but Brett and Roy was down there. Yeah, not not in here. No. Um, okay. Uh, so uh, Patrick Lepreau was 18th in the uh, in the St. Paddy's Day 125, right, right, and then uh, didn't get the finish that he wanted in the in the second. Always one a threat to win that Patrick Lepreau. Yeah, definitely. Always, definitely. Uh, seventh in the Easter Buddy. Right, right. I was kind of disheartened to see um, uh, switching gears here a little bit. Kind of disheartened to see Alex Labbe not back in an Xfinity car at Atlanta because the guy's usually pretty good at that racetrack. Uh, it would have been nice to see him back in the car. What did you think about Josh Williams' park and see you later kind of move? I mean, I love those controversial moments in, in racing. You know, I think back to uh, the IndyCar series throwing the green flag and, and it was raining and Will Power wrecked at, at Loudon and he got out and, of course, gave the finger to race control. Ah. Um, <laughs> I love I love when I've a driver shows... That. No, I've I, heard you've I got done put on that. probation for a bad tweet. Oh, is that um, what it was? quote unquote probation. <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, it, 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 things get heated, and and uh, for for them to black flag them the way that they did, mm-hmm. yeah, for was, debris on a scar. I've never heard of a black flag because you uh, had debris well, fall off your it's car. It's part of the part of the damage clock. What a new a new part of it? Yeah, so well, well no if Well, I just never heard of a driver getting a black flag in NASCAR, really. Yeah, yeah for, for having a piece of debris. So if you go on the damage clock and then go out on the racetrack and then a piece of debris flies off and a yellow flag comes out, you get black flagged. Oh. Um Okay. So well, then that's a rule. It's a rule. Um now it it has stopped that whole program because in order to get up to speed, you probably shouldn't have stuff flapping. And it was a piece of Barabon that flew off the car because it wasn't stuck. So, okay. so it shouldn't have been tape. a yellow. It shouldn't right. have been a yellow in the first place because it was just tape. So regardless, he's mad. Park it on the start-finish line. I think he's going to get a ten dollars to $15,000 fine. Yes. And it, it, he said it best. It's, I don't think that they're going to pay it. Yeah. Did you, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt that that's the last you see of Josh Williams for a little while. I believe I read a tweet somewhere that uh, Denny Hamlin said he was going to pay, pay the it. fine. Yeah, he would pay the fine. Did you happen to see Kenny Wallace's comment on that very issue? No. Kenny Wallace, uh, and it was a video. So check out Kenny Wallace's page. Uh, he Kenny did a, a video and he talks about it, and he compared it back to a time. That uh, when he was running NASCAR and he was fired up and he was mad and um, he got pulled off the racetrack or told to get off the racetrack and he didn't. He stayed out there for 10 laps and uh, then he ended up getting off the racetrack and he met back then with Mike Helton and Mike Helton said, Kenny, I don't want to be the one responsible for shortening your career. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got to be up to you, but you got to obey the flags, man. Yeah. So, um, Kenny at that time had to write a check to NASCAR for seventy five hundred dollars, and uh, he he learned his lesson. 
And Kenny said, that's what I'll say about the Josh Williams thing. I understand. I got mad too that day. But you got to understand where NASCAR's coming from because it's their ball. It's not yours. Yep. It's it's their 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 sandbox. You got to do what they say. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's, it was very interesting. I I happened to miss the race. Congratulations to Austin Hill, who ended up winning another race. How about that RCR guy? Man, he's tearing it up. Yeah, definitely. And and uh, you know, in three drastically different tracks as well, right? Daytona, uh, Vegas, and there. So yeah. um, now, not dramatically different. Daytona to to Atlanta, they kind of race the same, but but still way tighter, right? So, oh yeah. Um, I it races different than Daytona, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, great uh, great weekend. Yeah, it was. Very good weekend. Christian Eckes wins the truck race. Did you take the truck race in? Wasn't that a show? It was a wicked show. Yeah. The, uh, every race this weekend from Atlanta was amazing. Um, Maybe my new favorite track is Atlanta Motor Speedway. Really? Yeah. Like, with the action that you've seen this weekend in Atlanta... Uh, that's not your typical well, no, mile I, and a half drive. That's what we've been craving from mile and a half racing for a long time. They 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 prove that you can have good racing on a mile and a half track. Right. Well, if you can yeah. do it there, how come you can't emulate that at the other ones? You just need more banking, right? That's oh, is that what it is? Yeah. They incre- they increased it from twenty four degrees uh, back in the day in two thousand and twenty two. It went up to twenty eight degrees. And, so it's only and they four put banking, degrees difference. But then they put the banking in the straightaways too. Oh. Okay, so there's less transitions, so to up and that car. makes it run like a super speedway race. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. those two changes. Yeah, I'd be getting on my horse and changing every track. Then, well, yeah, it's it, fans, fans. A lot of the fans that don't like restrictor plate racing don't like that style, right? Come on, there there are tons of people that don't like restrictor plate racing. Well. Because uh, it it is it it does even everything out. Well, it it it's, was you know, dynamite. No, dynamite it was, it was action. It was phenomenal action. I love watching it. Do I want to watch it every week? No, I don't. Did you hear Kyle Busch's comments after last weekend's shenanigans and uh, the comments from uh, Denny Hamlin with him and Ross Chastain, where a driver runs another one over? Oh yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. The um, the comments uh, yes. Kyle Busch went on, and uh, if you didn't see it, get to Kyle Busch and uh, have a look at his Twitter. Uh, at least I think it's there. Bob Pockers has got it. Um, and, and it just Kyle Busch goes on to say that, uh, you know, the, the rules that you've got at a regular short track where if you run somebody over, you're going to get a black flag and you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to be ousted off the track. Uh, for, you know, running a guy over. Well, that doesn't happen in NASCAR. Um, you wipe somebody out, and it's just part of the day. Um, and, you know, uh, it is what it is, and I've never, ever got that about NASCAR, and I could never figure it out. I know that there's a big difference between going, you know, 60 to 70 miles an hour on a short track as opposed to almost 200 miles an hour on whatever track in NASCAR, uh, things do happen faster. Uh, you're going a whole lot faster. But nevertheless, you get the world's best behind the wheel. They should have a little bit more care and control, you would think, and uh, may- maybe a little less on the panic button to run somebody over. And if they do, shouldn't they be, uh, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't they be penalized? Shouldn't they be called out for it? Yes and no. <laughs> I uh, th- when they said boys have at it, 
when they when they when they just threw their hands up in the air and said, "Boys have at it," I hated it. Yeah, I thought, "Oh Stupidest no, thing this ever. is going to be the craziest damn thing ever." Now that it has played out mm-hmm. and NASCAR has had to intervene. Mm-hmm. The boys have at it. The line, I think Matt Kenseth and Joey Logano found that line. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, you know, they found that line at Martinsville when, when he chased them down and wrecked them. And passed, and, yeah. And, and, you know, it kind of drew the line. That's where NASCAR is going to step in. Um, you know, there's been a few other instances where NASCAR has stepped in, do a feud here or there. Um, that being said, um, I, I don't care for a rule now at a short track where everybody's got to go to work on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it, you can't have guys smashing into each other and using their cars as a weapon. Well, how about when you're doing 200 miles an hour, each one of those guys, have they're getting to go paid to a million dollars. They're getting paid. That $10 don't million. matter. They still got to go to work. Hey, hey I, they're getting paid to be there. And, and if you do something bad enough that you're going to get racked for it, I mean, you 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 shouldn't you should police yourselves. Well, I've it's professional guys. sports. I've it's seen prof- guys just make a move, not even touch anybody. Just make a move that made somebody mad and they run them over. Hey, it, and that's wrong. It, no, it it is wrong. It, it but that guy that runs them over is going to get run back over. So it's I mean self policing. I absolutely hate when I watch a Formula One race and they have incidental contact. They go into the corner yeah. and they touch each other, and the one gets a five-second penalty because they touched each other. Like, I get come you. on, yeah, I know. It's, that's uh, that's the, the road. Strength. That's the other side that you're going to Yeah. So now you have you have a box. Now play within it. Don't wreck each other intentionally. Right. Don't say that you wrecked them intentionally because if you do, you get fined. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, Tweedledee said, I wrecked him intentionally. Well, I mean, the second that you do that, you take the, the plausible deniability out of it. <laughs> NASCAR's got to find you. Yeah. It's black and white in the rule book. Yeah. No. So, I mean, a, a black flag is a black flag is a black flag. Do I want them using it more in NASCAR? The answer is no. Do I expect people to be right reared going down the straightaway at Fontana right. doing two hundred nine miles an hour? The also, also the answer is no. Yeah, I don't want that. No. Um, but do I want controversy? Absolutely. Stock car racing is about that. Well, and, and I think short track. Happen. I think short track racing needs more of it. And yeah. and I I had I had probably ten conversations last weekend. Um, about Sunset Speedway, just because of where we were, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not throwing this guy under the bus. I'm not. I'm not not throwing him under the bus either. Uh, he's the most polarizing figure in in stock car racing in Ontario. Dan Archibald oh, yeah? is, a, is a guy that causes more stuff than you can imagine, <laughs> and drives the wheels off a race car every time he puts a helmet on, right. and is the nicest guy ever when he's outside the race car, right? So I mean, it's. You know, a guy like that, when when he rolls on the racetrack and 35% of the grandstand is booing, 35% of the grandstand is cheering. Right. And the other the others are wondering what's going on. Right. That's what creates atmosphere at well, a racetrack. That creates now, buzz. Now, are there times where he has wrecked people intentionally and I've shaken my head and said that was a bonehead move? 150%. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The answer to that question is yes. It, has there been times where where he's been racing hard with somebody and I've cheered and said that was a hell of a race? Yeah. The, it's also a yes. So, I mean, it's short track racing. You want to go to a place 
that's a demolition derby and there's excitement and, and all of that stuff. You go to a place like Bowman Grace Stadium. Mm-hmm. You go to a place like Full Throttle Speedway and watch the trains. That stuff there is the hillbilly back home, you know, wreck them, sock them racing, yep. right? Yep. If you want to go to a good short track race and you want to see professionalism and you want to see good side-by-side action and there might be some people pissed off at the end, mm. go to a good late model race. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and that's that's the trade-off. That's where I want and I, I think everybody would agree with me on that. But I do not want you to take away the potential for controversy right. out of NASCAR, out of APC, out of the, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, or out of the Super Stock Series. I want that controversy, and I want the, I want the excitement, and I want all of that stuff. And that, unfortunately, comes from people getting pissed off. And people getting pissed off creates incidents. Yeah, it sure does. We're going to hit a quick break here. When we come back, uh, we are going to go off to Canada's West Coast. And Garnet Grimard is going to join us. He drives the number 95 street stock. He's going to join us live next. Stay with us. Hey, race fans, Donald Chisholm from Riverside Speedway in Nova Scotia, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just Just a tap tap away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Seaworth, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. Uh, two times, baby. Things. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. 
Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And welcome back, everybody. Live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Hello to all of our... Uh, Rev TV, Canada viewers, right across Canada, and of course, absolutely everybody tuned in on YouTube, on our new YouTube channel, Race Time Radio TV, Lloyd Rawlings. Hello to you, buddy. Uh, we talked about you last week. You'll have to go back and watch last week's show and find out what I said about you. It was all good, buddy. Uh, Mike but, Campbell's also tuned in on here on, on the live chat. Really? Old on, Pops. On, yeah, Pops Campbell. He's got his uh, uh, four-cylinder ready to go. Yes, he does. Yeah, I've seen that. fired up. Uh, and on our Zoom line, we have Garnet Grimard with us all ready to go. I can see the 95 car looks like it's going to run you over there, Garnet. Watch out. <laughs> Hi, Joe. How you doing? Good, buddy. Good. So did you have a busy day in the shop there? You guys still wrenching away on the 95? On the 52, yeah, we are, yeah, you betcha. Oh, the 52. Yeah. Look at, look at, I've got Dalexia, and I'm even reversing a different number there. But uh, <laughs> I digress. Uh, yeah, car looks fantastic, buddy. Thank you very much, Joe. I really worked hard on it all winter. Uh, really excited to get down to Penticton there, to the Rattler here in a couple of weeks, and uh, get ready to do battle down there. Now, is that a brand new piece behind you? Is that a brand new car? No, it's the same car as last year. It was just a, a new paint job. Yeah. yeah, and a redo, right? You guys are all famous for getting those cars at the end of the season. You pull them into the shop, and you blow them all to pieces and go through each and every part and piece in that race car. Do you find much garnet wrong with the car when you do take it apart like that? Well, there is there is things that come loose that you may, maybe miss at the racetrack, but generally speaking, we look for a different wear. Uh, you know, tire wear and some shock wear stuff. And um, we, we go over the car with a fine-tooth comb, laser it all again, do all our, all our geometry again for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you can tell, too. By the way, you guys run uh, and you go to multiple racetracks out in B.C. Let's talk about Penticton. Last year's event, the first time around, uh, what was it like for you? Where did you end up finishing? Yeah, on the first night, we ended up in uh, third place on the podium. Um, we had a tire cut down about lap 60. So we got, went to the back and got a lucky dog and managed to get back up to the third place at the end. So wow. we were pretty happy. Uh, we were we looked at uh, uh, the times and stuff, and we were actually the quickest car in the last se- segment of the race there. So we were catching, but we didn't quite make it. 
a lot of good quality street stocks at the uh, at the track last year, and really they did come from all over. We seen them as far away as Saskatoon, I believe. Yeah, there was some. Yeah, you bet you there was, and uh, some from Hythe, Alberta, some from you know other parts of northern Alberta, uh, a lot from uh, Lower Mainland, uh, Western. You bet. There's lots of cars. So I guess, well, you'd get a chance to see all these guys when you tour around. Uh, you, you get to find out who the hot dogs are at each one of the racetracks. And then, you know, you try and stack up against them. And uh, what's what's it like when you go to a visiting track or, uh, you know, something someplace that you're not used to going all the time and maybe you only show up there for an event? or two throughout the course of the year? Are you treated where, hey, you're a good guy, you're a good visitor, come on in? Or do they look and say, oh, no, here comes that garnet again. The guy's a rocket. Well, you know what? Uh, Sean Lapp uh, is going to be commended for doing a great job, trying to, trying to, you know, he talks to you through the winter, uh, gets you all excited, want, you know, helps you out when you get to the track. Great help. Uh, super welcome. Uh, Trevor Sievert's the same way. So it, it's really welcoming, and uh, we had no trouble fitting in there, and they, they helped us get unloaded, found a good spot. We'd never been on that track before last year, so uh, we found the groove fairly quick, and on we went. Yeah, you bet. It was really a lot of fun. Uh, and it, that, that's super. That's what you want to have. You want to be competitive. You want to have fun. Uh, and that's what this sport is all about, really, the competition and the fun, the camaraderie that's all behind it. Uh, Garnet, I look behind you, and I can't really see if there's any decals on the hood or on the sides of the race car. Do you have space if there was someone, say, out in B.C. that's saying, hey, I want to become part of this Western Rattler, and I haven't got a car, but I'd like to get on board one. Are, are, is there any space available on your race car? There's, there's always space for sponsors, Joe. And uh, we have, uh, you know, Napa Auto Parts on, on the car and uh, Finish Line Racing products on the car right now. Uh, and we're, you know, we're welcoming any more, of course, but uh, and we're working on a few right now as well. Well, you can't go wrong with having good old Napa involved. Uh, we got Napa with us as well. We've got to thank Todd Robertson for that. Um, uh, of course, he's got three great stores out in eastern Canada, and he's supported Race Time Radio here solidly for the last couple of years. When COVID hit, it damn near took us out at the knees. If it wasn't for guys like Todd jumping in and quick, quick fire starters, uh, it could have been a different story for good old Race Time Radio, but uh, we made it through with good support, and that's what it takes in this game. You got to have good support. You sure do, and and uh, you know the guys around here, the business people, you know they all they all felt the COVID just like everywhere else, but uh, uh, you know they've come back strong, and we got strong community support. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's coming along. People are out there helping. What they they can do, what they can do. Last year, a cut-down tire, uh, well, a blowing engine. So there's not really too much you can do with any of that. But do you attack this year's Western Rattler 300 weekend any differently than what you did last year? No, we've, we've checked. We, we didn't uh, blow an engine last year. In the, in the second night, we, we put a push rod through a rocker shaft, which was pretty oh. minor. But, but we did, you know, we weren't able to fix it. We were lap 60 already at that point. But... Um, the only thing that we could have done different was, you know, maybe avoid the, the cut down tire. But we, we tried and we it didn't happen. But, you know, these accidents happened out there. And, 
no, we didn't. You're not going to do anything different. We're going to sit back and watch the the fireworks for a while, and uh, like we did last year, we we saved our tires a bit and uh, come on strong towards the end. That's kind of our plan. Yeah, save, save, save. Uh, you got somebody in your rear? How about the crew that is with you? Who have you got that's going to be there supporting you and probably does every time you hit the track? Yeah, well, we got Chris Babcock from uh, uh, up north there. He comes down from all the way down from Fort St. John for me. He travels 16 hours to get here. He also runs in the in the West Car Series. Uh, he's probably not going to make this race, uh, but he does normally go to the West Car Series. I've got a... a, a a friend that helps me here at the shop, Darren Bailey at uh, Bailey Auto, and he comes down and he wrenches for me, and and uh, a couple of other the guys that my competitors normally, but they they don't come down, so they come and help me. So that's great. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, if you're not uh, beating them, you might as well join them. I guess that's the way to look at it, Junior. Uh, that these guys have got it all figured out out there. They're going to have some fun. Absolutely. And, it, you know, it's funny because the super stock division has been like that for a long time. You know, I think back to Autumn Colors where, you know, Todd Todd Davenport would show up and he'd be racing, but but Gord Shepard wouldn't be racing and he'd be helping him, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and they would, they would race to the nail throughout the summer, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it – and and that happens a lot, you know, with a lot of the different guys, whether it be the McNichols and the and the Adams or whoever, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, this is definitely a big race. And and uh, uh, Garnet, uh, looking at uh, at this racetrack here, and and how far of a haul are you to the track uh, from from where you're at? We're about six hours. Um, okay. I mean, I guess you could probably drive in a normal vehicle at about five and a half, but we're we're six hours away with the hauler. Um, so. Uh, we take it easy on some of the hills and we're a little slower down some of them, but you know, we we got a stacker trailer that we haul, so it's a little heavier than normal. But uh, yeah, we, we we take our time and get there safe and and uh, get unloaded as soon as we can and get the pit set up. That's for sure. It's Absolutely. so funny, you know. I, I hear guys with you know haul times that you're saying they're six hours, and uh, really out west, it's not uncommon to be traveling. You know, four, five, six, ten, sixteen hours. Uh, you know, the guys don't seem to bat an eye doing that. Yet, you know, you hear of teams here in Ontario. Now we got racetracks that are no more than an hour and a half apart, sometimes even closer than that. So I guess they don't have to do the long drive. So they're not accustomed to it. But out west, man, it's uh, kind of common ground for you guys yeah. to tour around. And, you know, it's not only getting the race car ready, it's getting your hauler ready so, so it makes it too, you know. Make sure your tires and wheel bearings are all good and, you know, all, all the rigs all serviced up because that's important too. You don't want to miss it, miss the race because the hauler breaks. No, you don't. What's the DOT like out there? Do they hammer on you guys pretty good? Are they sitting, uh, you know, in the bushes waiting for a race car guy to go by? At the odd time. The yeah. odd time they are. But um, mainly they're pretty good. But, uh, you know, some of the guys insist you stop at the truck, truck stops and check your brakes. But we, you know, we don't have to legally, so we don't. But they, they kind of give you the evil eye on the way by, but they don't usually stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's good, too. And I guess, uh, in, in fairness, if you're going to haul five, six, seven hours, I don't care if you've got to haul an hour, uh, you're going to make sure that your equipment that's going down the road is going to be safe. Otherwise, you're not going to be driving it down the road. I know I've seen a few things that uh, you would need a tetanus shot for that roll into some pit areas. 
Mind you, they probably only hauled it, you know, four or five miles to the speedway. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, you know, some of them need uh, uh, they need a lesson on how to prepare the hauler. Like you say, there's that end of it, too. And uh, I know you shared a photo with me earlier today. Your hauler is still kind of wedged into the snowbank out there, but it is disappearing quick. Yeah, I think it sure is. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, the hauler doesn't work very good in the snow, so <laughs> we'll try and hit the dry roads to get down there for sure. Yeah. Now, will you get any test time in when the race car is totally done? Like, how much more do you got left to do on the car? And will you get car, any test the car, time in? The car is basically done, Joe. Uh, we put the shocks on and, and do a, a final setup on it. But um, yeah, I don't think any of our tracks up here are going to be open enough before the rattler. So we're going to have to go down and rely on the on the Thursday night practice. Well, I've heard of a lot the odd cul-de-sac in different areas becoming a a, a temporary speedway, shall we say? I know they don't wind them up and get them going to the speed, but it's uh, kind of nice to shake them down sometimes in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah for sure. Probably not here, but anyways, we'll, I think we'll probably have to wait till we get to the track, Joe. <laughs> well, put her put her in fourth gear, run her down the coke. You'll be fine. Just keep your foot right to the rug. Make sure it's not snowing, though. Yeah, exactly. Put my snowblade on the front. <laughs> yeah, incredible. Garnet, we've appreciated this here tonight. Uh, I look forward to getting together with you out at Penticton Speedway. It's going to be May 5th and 6th weekend. I can guarantee you're going to be there early. When will you leave home and head for the track that weekend? I think I'll probably leave Thursday morning bright and early, so I'm there by around the lunchtime area, you know, on Thursday. So you'll get a little test time in. Thursday is going to be test day, and then uh, qualifying will come up on Friday. Are you going to shoot for the pole? I guess everybody will be. Will you be you happy? You've got to give her your hardest every time, Joe. Yeah, every lap, right? They're all qualifying laps. That's how you win races. Garnet, this has been great. Good luck, and I look forward to seeing you at Penticton Speedway, buddy. Thank you again, Joe. You bet. Good luck, man. Garmin Grimard, uh, he's going to be a guy to keep your eye on. I can guarantee you. He was good last year, like he said. Popped the tire. uh, Ended up working this way back through. uh, And then uh, a push rod. Man, that's kind of a tough deal when stuff like that happens, eh? It is. It is for sure. And... uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's part of the game. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it, those types of things are, are the things that hold you out of victory lane, but it's what makes it so sweet when you get there, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's tough because, you know, that can happen to you year after year after year and mm. you don't want it to. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's, especially on a big race like this, there's a lot of emphasis in it and, uh, man, it's, uh, by the sounds of it, there's going to be a huge car count in the super stock division. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's been rumblings that a couple of the cars from around here that were just about ready for the season nice. have actually sold and went out there. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, the different cars that are that are going to be out there. Okay, final break of the night. When we come back, off to Saskatoon. We're going to go run into Saskatoon. And we're going to grab the driver, the number 70 Super Late Model Dakota Dune Super Late Model out there, a veteran in the Super Late Model, multi-champion, multi-winner at Saskatoon. Trent Seidel is going to join us here live when we come back. Stay with us. Bonjour, ici Andrew Ranger, coureur de la voiture 27. Vous écoutez... 
Race Time Radio. I'm Andrew Ranger. You're listening Race Time Radio. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality in Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. Ah, that's right. You are with us live. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, and you're going to enjoy this next guest. He is a crafty, wily veteran out on Canada's, oh, not East Coast, but getting close to it, out there on the tabletop flat prairie, uh, that beautiful city we call Saskatoon, and uh, the beautiful Sutherland Automotive Speedway is the racetrack that is his claim to fame. And uh, he's always done a magnificent job there. We're going to find out how we can do it. Penticton Speedway in just, uh, what, another 50, 48 days, something like that. Let's welcome in Trent Seidel to our Zoom line. What's going on there, 70? How are you, buddy? 
Hey, Joe, thank you both for having me. I'm really looking forward to tonight's show, and uh, I'm really excited overall with where things are at and where we're heading with that. Man, look at that race car in behind you. Look at that shop. You have got it all <laughs> happening, Trent. I remember in 2010, uh, you said, come yeah. on, come on. Get out here. Come on out to the shop and we'll have a pop. And I remember sitting in that shop and, man, it was pristine then. It looks even better today, buddy. Well, that's come a long way, Joe. You know, it was funny here doing this with you this evening got me thinking that it's 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 been 30 years running super late and pro late models. And, you know, all this time has passed and you start with literally virtually nothing. And over time, it comes to you. And I wish I had some of this stuff sooner in my career, but I've got it now. And it certainly makes it easier for the times we go and uh, show up to uh, throw our name in the hat. How many championships do you have, Trent, uh, from out there uh, in Saskatoon? Uh, you must have quite a few of them stacked up. You know, Joy, I, I, it's funny you ask. And I, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm pretty sure I have seven local super late model championships. Um I probably finished more than that times second in the standings. And what I'm really proud of is my six Western Canadian titles. You know, back in the day when it was uh, ARCA, New Alta, the WSA, it was a, a series of different races that took in Calgary, Medicine Hat, Saskatoon, Regina, uh, Vernon. Um, we were racing all over the place and having a blast. And I put six of those championship stars on my trailer. And, and that, to me, is the biggest competition or the biggest um the thing I'm most proud of is is being able to race some against some really, really tough guys, tough guys from all over and, and succeeding. Uh, I can't wait to see you on Penticton Speedway. Have you ever been out to Penticton and seen the actual racetrack or visited for a night? I haven't, Joe. Um, this all stemmed last year. One of my, my spotter, my tire guy, Matthew Stoffer, um, he went down to help Matthew Shirley. Shirley was short of some crew guys. So, um, my guy Matt went down there and helped out, and um, they had a great outing at that track. Um, Matthew Shirley did very well in, in qualifying and, and race finish. He did well. And um, after hearing that, um, I knew there was a place we had to go. Basically, in, in we went to the second annual Short Track Nationals in Jacasa. Yep. Uh, we had that guaranteed starting spot in the 40-car field. Um, the start of the third practice, um, we lost a right, um, right front rim split. The tire went down, put the car, bounced it real hard off the wall. So much damage that we just simply weren't comfortable in trying to repair it properly. Then, so we brought that home with our tail between the legs, um, 38-hour tow getting home, um, put the car away and for a short bit, and then COVID hit. So that hiccup kind of set us back. When we started working on the car, getting ready for Saskatoon, last summer Saskatoon had the Bridge City 200 for 10000 to win. We started getting the car ready. Um Matt Stoffer off my team went out and reported back, said, Trent, we could put our name in the hat of guys that could potentially uh, do very well at this race. And uh, hence, I was the first one to register this year because my stuff is ready. I ran the 200 last year. was the only race I ran. car was amazing. Um, we didn't quite get the result we wanted, but um, we got this thing ready to go a few nights in the shop here, and it's it's ready to throw in the trailer. Well, uh, you that. mentioned Ducasa. Not many uh, get away from Ducasa with just a scratched-up fender. I can tell you that. Well, usually when it happens at Ducasa, it is uh, a very, very costly tap into the fence, and uh, that tap turns into a big boom in a hurry. Uh, glad to see you were okay, and glad to see that the car was uh, able to be repaired. 
Yeah, you know, unfortunately, my crew chief retired at the end of that run in Jacos. We put up so much effort, all our time and money to doing that race and showing well. And I was hoping to, you know, have just a decent run, a top 10 or 15. But, um, you know, the car was hurt bad. But you know what? My guys, Doug and I, I can't thank uh, my crew enough. Josh, Andres, Matt Stoffer, and Shane Zadunik. These guys have been with me heart all the time. Um, John Davidson, an old buddy of mine that's been on my crew for years, is going to help us out in uh, Penticton as well as former Ron Kelly uh, super late model crew chief uh, Jim Smith. He's oh, going to come out and give us a hand. So I've got a good array of guys. We're bringing the girls out. We're, I'm really excited to get to Penticton. I'm looking forward to the challenges of a new track, a bunch of the drivers that I haven't perhaps raced against before. Um, you know, we're a social, we're a social bunch. We like having a good time from start to finish. Why have just a little bit of fun where you can have a lot. So we're, we're loading up and we're coming down with everything we got. And we're looking forward to having a good time with everybody there and hopefully put on some real exciting racing. And, uh, you know, if I can kick another 10 pounds off before race time, I'm sure that steering wheel won't be pressed against my belly. <laughs> so, so with that being said, that's my job between now and then is to kick 10 quick ones out of the way. And uh, get this thing loaded and come that way. Uh, good deal. I'll tell you what. This is going to be a better race, Trensida, with you in it. I can guarantee that. Uh, it, it's a dynamite show. Matt Shirley, as mentioned there, Matt in the number t- 12 car, he finished top five last year. He had a whale of a race. And uh, he was looking. He did lead some laps. So I can well imagine, Trent, you're going to be right in there with these guys. Um, and it, it may even be... Uh, that these guys will be chasing that 70 car. Will you put a lot of emphasis in on qualifying uh, for the 300? Or uh, do you just want to sort of set it in the field and uh, it's the 300 lap race, you can worry about, you know, where you shake out after it gets underway or qualifying? You're going to arrow mark that and say, no, no, we want that pole. You know, Joe, um, I've been doing this a heck of a long time. Some years way more than other years. But what we found with our program is our car is a pretty good race car. We get that balance right on that car. We're, I'm always pushing everything I can get out of that car. Last year in Saskatoon, I totally choked. You know, I threw it. To- I should have had number one. I threw it away, and I went home with eight. When I heard that the prize money got doubled and they changed the format to allow more cars in, our concern is I would like to put myself in the top five guys. You know, you've got Trevor and Riley, who hometown heroes. They've got that built into their thing. I had a chance to race against Kyle Reed in Saskatoon last year. Kyle seems like a heck of a good guy. I heard lots of good things about him, and we were running right with Kyle. Um, you know, Kelly Adwell, let's not forget about him, the, uh, the car out of Edmonton. Had he not had a rack fall out of his car, he was poised to w- potentially win that race. So, you know, along with Matt Stevenson, I've heard good things of him. Logan Jewell, I haven't raced with him for a while. Jim White, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of these guys again and some of the new guys and, uh, we're going to run top five, try to run top five and, um, you know, put ourselves in a, in a position to get to 300 and, and be there at the end. You know, Trent, you touched on something really interesting. Um, at, at Sutherland, uh, is it Sutherland Motor Speedway? No, nope, Sutherland Automotive Auto- Speedway. Automotive Speedway. Yep, Automotive Speedway. So, so Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Um, yep. You touched on something. You've got a ton of laps there. Um, and, and for you to, you know, have a pole quality car – and you go out there and qualify eighth, you know, you, you leave there and you're, you're like, damn, I, I, I wish I would have qualified better. But yep. I, there is something to be said about qualifying at that joint because I look at a guy like Andrew Ranger, and if you give him 200 laps, at the end of it, he's going to be at the front. Yep. Like, he's yep. good. 
But we have had it where where we've been top of the board in practice, you know, whether it be top of the board or second or third, you know, in that in that realm. But qualifying, we're like nineteenth, seventeenth. Yeah. And then there's other times where he, he's top of the board. But like it's so inconsistent. And and it's so it, it's which is really weird because even when he gets out of the car, it felt like a really good lap. And then he looks up and he like, we're ninth. It's like, what? <laughs> like, but it's really interesting that you said that because it's really the only track where that really happens on a consistent basis. And it's not just him. It was Kevin Lacroix. You know, I think back Lacroix was top of the board in practice. He cycled through in, in time trials. And I think at the end of it, he was sitting like seventh or eighth. And uh, same thing, LP Dumoulin uh, went out there and just laid down a cooker of a lap and, and just destroyed everybody. But uh, like for qualifying and then and then the race kind of played out. But every single time it seems like there's a shock at the top of the board. But that person seems like, you know, hey, I had a good lap. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that you travel to a lot of tracks. Um, for me here in Saskatoon, it seems that there are some guys that can lay down a really good lap. I tend to struggle a little bit. Some guys can really whack it, but, um, you know, we're one of the only cards that's ever made a 13-second lap. We're the president of the 13-second club at that speed. We're the fastest to ever go around there in a pro late or super late or anybody. So um, That's you know, hauling the mail. You can get it done. I just, you know, I got to make sure I get my mojo, make the bathroom break at the right point so I don't have too much buildup going out. <laughs> if I got a clear mind and a clear track, I'm going to uh, – do my best every time. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. Trent uh, can't help but notice uh, some logos on that race car behind you. You got some good supporters. Uh, who you got on that race car, bud? You know, Joe. Thanks. I, I've got some amazing people, and, and because I've raced so long, I've got a relationship with a lot of people. A lot of people like our family, but you know, they're business guys that that appreciate the way we put an effort in racing. First off, Elance Steel. You know, they've been with me for years. I have R and R Mobile Tire. Uh, CCWT was new for me last year, just over the quarter panel here, con- comprehensive chemical water treatment. I got Barry's Transfer, Fabian's Auto Body, Novatex Industrial Screen Printers, AMI Supply, Morrison Realty, uh, Windrum Financial Group, Bolt Supply House, Prairie Rec, Miniman, Pre- sorry, Minuteman Press Printing, and Lindy Canada. So I got a host of guys. I've, I've garnered a lot of relationships over the years. And even when I go traveling, these guys are on board with me, and, and, and it means the world to me to have that support. Uh, awesome stuff. I got to ask you too, uh, because you'd know. How is Al Bucky doing? I haven't talked to Al in a while. How's my buddy Al doing out there? You, I, I think Al's probably what eighty-five years old now, or something like that, right now. I believe, and um, he he stops by my shop once in a while where I work, and uh, he stops in to say hi. He's doing amazing. He's the same old Al. He's been there from day one with the Speedway now, which I think is fifty-seven or fifty-eight or fifty-nine years old. He was there day one helping build it. He's still involved. He's still the flagship of the place. And, uh, you know, that guy's going to go to triple digits, I'm sure, being, a, being our best supporter. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, what, what a dynamite Absolutely. individual. One of the first guys I met when I got to Saskatoon was Al Baki. He told me some stories about that facility when it transferred from the old location that the city yep. encroached on it, and they had to close the track and move it. And Al Baki was part of that, uh, along with everybody else. But uh, Al was intricately involved with the move. And uh, he told me some great stories. Uh, Just a dynamite individual. I love that racetrack. Uh, If you get your holidays all booked and you're heading west, make sure you stop 
at Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. It's just outside of town. I mean, literally just outside the city. And I guarantee you, you will have a great Saturday night of racing. Uh, it, it is truly amazing. Trent, uh, what day will you have to leave Saskatoon to make it to Penticton Speedway for practice and all that? Will you send the race car and you and the wife and everybody else fly? Uh, what's the plan there? Oh, no, no. I couldn't miss the best part is the road trip. So uh, we're going to leave here uh, Wednesday morning, um, probably 4 a.m. We should be able to truck our way out there in about 14 hours, what we're kind of figuring it's going to take us. So we'll get there Wednesday evening. Uh, we're going to kick the trailer off at the track, talk to Sean already over there. We'll be there Thursday morning when the gates open to get in there and get some practice because, again, it'll be the first laps at that place, and it'll be, of course, since last summer, the first we ran. So I don't think – I don't surprise or expect any surprises with the car. I think it's going to be there to do what it does. And uh, if we show up and, and help it through, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to work well, I'm sure. So any practice laps prior to loading it up and heading to Pantecton, kind of under the question, uh, Sutherland yeah, Automotive no, we Speedway? Got, we got w- so much snow open. here, Joe, right now and stuff. Us too. I live out in the country on an acreage and stuff, and there's some asphalt. If we had to, we could, we could spin her. But no, I'm positive. Like the guys, we've spent some time on this car. We only got a few nights left on this. And it's dialed in. We're normally never this ready this far in advance. Um, so I know I'm going to be bringing a piece that uh, is going to be good. And that's the good part about being a veteran and being there and done that. Uh, you guys know what you're doing and you know what to expect when you load it up, take it out there. Uh, it's truly going to be amazing. I can't wait. When I heard Trent Seidel was going to be at the Western Rattler 300, I did the biggest air pump. Uh, thinking, wow, that's awesome, because I usually check in with you once or twice a year, Trent, just to find out what's shaking. And I know a couple of years ago when I checked in with you, there wasn't much happening. You still had the car. Yeah, maybe we'll put it together for this race or that race. But there wasn't a real solid concrete plan. And then uh, I heard you were going to Jucasa and then onward and upward. and, And I just thought right on. Trent's got the bug has bit him again and he's getting back in and going. You know, after going hard for so many years, sometimes just to keep family life and everybody, everybody's lives change and the crew's lives get busier. So to keep doing this at the high level that we can, um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, we've, by doing smaller races with big money up for grabs, we know how to prepare a race car with the time to do it properly. We should be able to show up anywhere and, and run in that top group of guys that, that the fans are going to be seeing. Uh, perform at the very best. Wow. It's going to be a gas. Can't wait to see you out there, brother. Uh, it's going to be really good. Look forward to catching up with the crew guys. And uh, all we want to do is wish you safe travels between uh, the Saskatoon and the Penticton Speedway and get ready, man. You are in for a true gas of a weekend. And Trent, uh, if you got, I don't know, hit pay dirt there and you win the 20 grand, uh, what are the other plans for the rest of the season? Are you going to, of course, Bridge City 200 at home, uh, but are you going to run the full season? What's the deal? I know, Joe. In fact, you know what? It'll be Penticton. Uh, depending how that night goes, good or bad, it gives us a window of time to repair the car. Because, of course, the August, uh, whatever, 12th it is in Saskatoon for the 200, that is going to be our big priority. You know, we want to make sure we you know, show our local fan support our appearance and, and make that happen. So no, it's right now it's just two. Uh, if we could um, put some money in our pocket to pay ex- expenses and there was any extra, it'll only help us the next time we go out. 
and uh, there's not very many of these races that pay this kind of money. So for us, I was I was pumped at ten grand. Now I got goosebumps, man. And at twenty, that that money that uh, that Trevor and Riley have come up there, that is just amazing for me. And uh, I'm so looking forward to this. And uh, I'll drag who I can or where I can to get more guys there, see some new faces, and uh, hopefully create some good relationships and. Uh, and have some fun stories to tell at the next track we meet at. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, and you will. I know you, Trent. That's, it's going to be awesome. Buddy, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time Radio. We genuinely appreciate it. Safe travels, and we will see you at Penticton Speedway for the Western Rattler 300, buddy. Go get the pole. I will. Thank you so much. You guys keep up the great job. Take care. Thanks so much. Looking forward to seeing you out there. Trent Seidel, driver of the number 70. You can see it over his shoulder. Trust me, you got a really good shot at seeing that car in victory lane at Penticton Speedway. Uh, he is the He's the real deal, Junior. Real deal. Yes, for sure, and and uh, I know you touched on it during the during the show and uh, touched on the the hit that he took at Jucasa. But oh my lord, I watched it. I was standing right there, and right? Man, it was uh, it was one of those ones where you knew that uh, their day was done. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it was just a it was a horrendous whack, and and uh, you know, good to see them having rebound and and uh, ready to get back out there and and get after it, and and uh, he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with out there. Um, a lot different racetrack, but like no, I've never stood you know on the sidelines at uh, at Penticton, but uh, I can tell by the videos, very different racetracks. Uh, uh, so definitely going to be a learning curve, and uh, it will be very interesting. Do you know what this is going to be called? This is going to be called the Trent Sidale Five Hundred this year. He's going to do three hundred at Penticton. Penticton Speedway, and then he's going to back it up with 200 at the Bridge City 200. The Trent Sidale 500 is what they say. That's what those guys are going to be calling it. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be awesome. Uh, great to have Trent and uh, all of our guests on tonight. We missed Alex Tagliani. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Now, I know today. that he got he got the Motorama flu big time. Did he? Um, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I heard about that. Uh, I texted I, him. Uh, earlier, okay, and uh, well, not texted him. I emailed him and uh, had him confirmed and everything. Gotcha. And uh, I, I asked him to confirm that he got the link, and never heard from him. So hopefully everything's okay with Alex Tagliani. Not like tags to miss a window. No. Um, so uh, hopefully everything's okay, and we will just reschedule the tags again at some point here and get him on the show. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun here tonight. We've got lots still to come at you next week on the program. we got more previews. I've reached out to Wes Meter, the pole sitter of the 300. Hopefully we can get Wes on. I know i got Brett Roy coming up. I know i got uh, uh, Jane Rui coming up, uh, Joan Rui from uh, uh, Riverside International Speedway uh, to talk IWK 250 and get the fan side of everything set up on that side. Uh, we got a lot still to come at you over the next few weeks. And uh, rightfully so. The season, Junior, getting closer. And uh, we, we can only get more excited from here. Tick-tock, tick-tock. It's here. It's, uh, you know, springtime uh, kicks off uh, uh, tomorrow. And, and uh, yeah, definitely. It's uh, She's going to be a wild one. It's... Uh, all all things point to good things for for this season, and and uh, you know there's going to be 
there's there's a ton of excitement across the board and and uh hats off to our guests tonight jerry fitzpatrick and mcallister and and uh trent seidel and garnet uh just a, a great bunch of guys you betcha that's gonna do it for us tonight on race time radio gotta thank Susie q right here in the rtr studio Got to thank Scotty back in Toronto at Sirius XM. And we can't forget about Tim at uh, the Rev TV studio for getting everything all wired up and getting it out to all of you, the Rev TV viewers across Canada. You want to get a hold of us? Easy to do. Joe at RacetimeRadio.com. Don't forget to check out our YouTube page. It is Racetime Radio TV. And please hit that subscribe button. Uh, it's growing each and every time thanks to you. But that's going to do it for Junior and I here in the studio. Have a good one, everybody, and we will catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.